could we ever stop talking about Star Wars? This episode proves we can't, while we make time to discuss the loot box explosion that's blowing up in everyone's gaming faces on this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everybody, um, so I wanted to say hello to anyone that found us and is checking us out from uh, Portland Retro Game Expo 2017. So we're actually recording this show about a week to go until the expo starts, and spoiler alert, I'm sure I'm having a great time, even though it's, it's uh, technically not yet. But um, I just want to let everybody... It's like Portland Retro Gaming Expo is my favorite convention of the year. And the fact that we keep doing it year after year is really awesome. And um, having a bigger booth is really, really cool. Um, and it's a big part about why I like doing Cheerful Ghosts. So anyways, if you're checking us out from the convention, um, welcome. Um, we're happy to have you. And um, as we start out each show... We talk a little bit about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. Travis, what you've been playing? What you've been watching? I have this like big stack of PS4 games that I haven't touched yet. I uh, just got Cuphead <laughs> on Steam, and um, you know, still got stuff in Diablo 3 I want to do. Still got this new Guild Wars expansion coming out. But what I've been playing is games from 20 years ago. Um, I. A couple days before I got my SNES Classic, I finally got ActRaiser. I've been playing that game like yearly on emulators, but I finally bought it. And I played the hell out of that. Love it. Still still holds up every year. Um, but then, yes, the SNES Classic. I actually have, have one. It is real. Unlike the NES Classic, which doesn't seem to exist. Unless you're John. Um, <laughs> or Tim. I guess yeah, that yeah. has one, too. But... I love the SNES classic. Uh, it's you know the nostalgia factor is huge, obviously, but this it's a solid device. The emulation is amazing, and I guess it's the best. Unless you have the original hardware, it's the best legal way to play the games. As for what I've been watching, though, um, I might start sounding like a broken record, but I am nearly done with a rewatch of The Leftovers. <laughs> Because, again, so you started wow. it up again. It's uh, we got done with it and started trying to watch other things, and it's like God, I just want to watch the leftovers again. So, yeah, <laughs> so well, you're you're having some leftovers. leftovers? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Can't recommend the show enough. It is amazing. It it seems really cool. I finally read the synopsis and found it. I didn't realize it was an HBO show. Um, yeah. So I've, uh, I've it's in the queue, it's in the hopper to, to watch. I'm really excited. I, is it, like, post-apocalyptic? Is there like a, a Christian like rapture vibe to it? Is that part? I didn't. That's kind of what I got from well, reading the synopsis. It didn't say that, but so without giving too much away, like yeah. suddenly 140 million people disappear this one day. 
Yeah. And you, you could just you don't you don't even go have to, to, and they go to Christian heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you could just I, that's all. I mean, you don't even have to like go into. I, I just wanted to know if there was a religious a religious bent on it. Like if yeah, there's the if there's character lost. So I bet it does. Well, I mean, I've never seen it. I'm sure there's something, right? I mean, I don't know. I'd say know. yes and no. I mean, really. The whole thing is about how people deal with it, and of course, you okay. know, you've got okay. people, seven billion people all across the world. A lot of them think the rapture has happened. Gotcha. But okay. then there's other people saying no, it's not. One of the, one of the main characters is a pastor, actually, who's trying to convince the world that the rapture didn't happen. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's some of that, but it's kind of just because people are interpreting it that way if that makes sense yep and and you've is and you said the show's finished right it's like three seasons and then that's that's it it's done yeah 28 episodes total so you know damon lindelof with however many seasons lost had and had time to kind of muddy the waters he doesn't have time right. with this one and i think lost, I think kind lost of had him. 27 seasons i think it had about 27 <laughs> <laughs> something like that and would you say that there is a satisfactory or a satisfying resolution? I say yes, and it seems like okay. people in general agree with that as well. I don't want to say much more about it, but yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was satisfied. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good enough for me. I will still watch it. Awesome. <laughs> Script. What oh. have you been watching? What have you been playing? Uh, I have been um, I've been playing Battle Chasers Night War. It just came out on the yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about that. Third, game. I think it's phenomenal. I highly recommend it to um, to you guys. In fact, I haven't I haven't written a review on the site in ages, and I I actually wanted to write something about it because it's it's very much I think a a our collective alleys. Um, it is uh, retro RPG inspired. Um, as far as like Japanese RPG, it feels a lot like a like a Final Fantasy type game, um, but with that uh, kind of it's that stylized painted character styles, kind of like you'd see in something like World of Warcraft. It's actually the guys that did the Darksiders games. That's right. Um, that's right. Those Dark Siders games are cool. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, it's uh, it's a good game. I'm really enjoying it. I'm I don't even know. I think I'm like 17 hours into it, and it's uh, it's it's good. It's really good. Um, as far as what I've been watching, um, I watched Blade Runner finally, the first one for the first time. <laughs> Which version? Which version? The I know final... there's a ton of discussion about. Is it the original? <laughs> Do you watch the director's cut? Do you yeah. watch the final cut? Would you watch? It's the final cut, right? Um, I've heard that's the version to watch, and that's the version that I've got that I'm watching too. Well, see, and I did a. I, I watched it, and then I watched um, some of the. I, I picked it up on iTunes. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, iTunes Store because it was. I think it was like seven bucks or something. Right. It was ridiculous. It's marked cheap. down across digital, yeah. Yeah, um, and so it had. It came with like iTunes extras, and and so I was oh, watching awesome. some of the documentary stuff. Um, really, really, really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, what went into the. Uh, the design of the sets because really i mean anybody that's seen the movie it's not even a spoiler it's just, the movie is 
it's slow as hell. I mean, it's it's very it's very um, it's just very slow. There's very little dialogue. If you in... took all the shots from Star Trek the Motion Picture where they're slowly panning over the spaceship, mm-hmm. and then you put that in a dystopian world where you're right. in, flying above cityscapes that are exploding. Right. That's a Blade Runner. It's just Blade Runner, like the whole movie. All right. <laughs> or even like it's it's pretty comparable, I think, to like 2001. Oh, 2001 yeah. is is a pretty slow movie. Oh, but I man. would I it would even say so that it's... like 2001 so much. But there's way less dialogue in 2001. But yeah, and I and I would say that Blade Runner even feels slower because it's like <sighs> like there's so many instances where. Well, 2001 starts out with kind of like an action scene, kind of, with the monkeys, and then Blade (laughs) Runner doesn't have anything like that. I mean, there's an action scene in the video in 2001, which is like, here's some animals with monkeys, (laughs) and now the monkeys are getting angry. Uh Uh-oh, monkey, he's got a bone. What's he going to do with that bone? Uh Uh-oh, he hit someone with a bone. And then Blade Runner just starts out with like, uh, spoiler alert, everyone! For a freaking old movie, it starts out with like Harrison Ford eating noodles. Yeah, Harrison Ford eating noodles, <laughs> and then they fly around town. After and that. it's really dark, and it's raining yeah. in LA. It's probably the most rain LA has seen in in forever. <laughs> like it's just constantly raining in LA in the future. Um, but it's, it's pouring toxic sludge or whatever. Exactly. But I, I and I've I've started. I should I should say that I've started Blade Runner, like maybe half a dozen times like i i've i've seen the beginning of blade runner a lot but i always without fail fall asleep somewhere at some point in the movie <laughs> oh yeah and so yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. first time that i've actually finished it right um i think that's and understandable and it's not really saying anything bad about the movie it's just it's slow it's not no well, yeah i i totally agree it's it's a and i think i we were talking about this in uh in text uh, yesterday and uh, Travis, you had mentioned that it was it was actually you felt like it was paced well, like the, it was well paced, and and I would totally agree with that. Like it is a a very um, the the intention of the film, mm-hmm. I think, is really well realized, but it's it's just really slow, and it, it could be because I'm just so accustomed to the way movies have trended. I used to watch a lot of indie films that were a lot slower paced, so maybe if I was younger and watching it, I would be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. But now it's like I'm so used to just a steady stream of action on action on action. It's yeah. just like... It's yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I look at um, Blade Runner kind of like how I look at Planet Earth, which are those really amazing HD documentaries and other right. Planet Earth 2. Well, here exactly. we go. Here in 4K, Planet Earth 2 is in 4K. Firstly, those movies are beautiful. They're beautiful, absolutely yeah. cr- beautiful. And Blade Runner, oh my god, for for being an older movie, it's a beautiful. And I watch it now, and I'm like, oh my god, this is incredible. And I've yeah. seen, like, and we live in the age of Avatar, you know, just like all these crazy movies now. And Blade Runner is so beautiful, but it's really slow pace. It's like, oh, I'm watching a bird hopping around the ground. It's yeah, beautiful. And yeah. that bird looks so good. And 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 the 
and the dialogue, you know, they're talking about, and the crusted finch, you know, and, and all that kind of thing. And it's really slow. And it's amazing, but sometimes you fall asleep, you know what I mean? Because it's just so soothing, and that's what Blade Runner is. It's, it is. It's that way. It's really it, soothing because they're, like, living soothing. in this dystopian world, and everyone's chill. Everyone's so chill about it. Yeah. Yeah. Super chill. The sound of rain falling in the background. Mm-hmm. The the low lit, you know, cyberpunkish uh, atmosphere. That uh, I don't know how you say it. Vangelis, Vangelis, the yeah, that did the soundtrack. Yeah. Beautiful, like oh my amazing. god, that soundtrack is so incredible. It's yeah, just it's, everything about yeah. this movie is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. some like things in the script that are kind of weird and i watched the uh i watched the couple, uh, there's a couple of things in the script that are right weird. well but I, I watched the the red letter media uh take on oh yeah the, the re- review review yeah. yeah and uh and they were actually saying one of the guys that i guess is a huge fan of the movie i guess jay uh was not a fan of the movie he appreciates it but not a fan um the other guy i, was I get saying that. that i get why people wouldn't like it yeah, but he was saying the final cut version is actually not the one to watch because of the unicorn scene and because of the implications that Deckard is a, a replicant. Which, I guess, he was saying was an afterthought by Ridley Scott and just eventually right. incorporated itself into later versions of the film. Oh, huh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's I kind like, of that, that was, it was not... always in the back of his head, but he just kind of made it a little more clear with that. I think that scene. really depends on who you talk to. I yeah. think that like maybe fans are watching the original cut and then they're like, "Well, that's not what that's not how they read it." But maybe that's what he always thought like and then he left it open to interpretation, but then he wanted to close interpretation on mm, it. No, I I think he actually came out and said that like years later that he he wanted to be that way and apparently okay. Okay. there was like a lot of tension between uh, Ridley Scott and Harrison Ford over the idea of of uh Deckard being a replicant I like could see he, that I could see and, that and uh and and I, and like there was a lot, I, apparently everybody on this set hated each other it was like really weird um Sean I could Young, honestly see that too because honestly I don't think that when I watched it and I'm watching it now, I don't see any like chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Any of anyone <laughs> in the movie, they all seem so detached. And then when Sean Young's character falls for Harrison, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. She does because I don't see it. I just see yeah. them together, you know. So I that. But then again, it gives the movie this strangely detached feeling, like no one's connected together. Yeah. they're not excited about anything. They're no. they're just chill. It's like it's like humanity is. I mean, the only people with any sort of emotion are the bad replicants, really. Right. You know what I mean? Everyone else yeah. is just like, hmm. Yeah, Rucker Howard was amazing. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. His, yeah. his character was phenomenal. Like that yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. The replicants are the most human, I think, in the movie, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. Cool. It was fantastic. I, I mean, I still, I I actually. Oddly enough, can't wait to watch it again and hopefully not fall asleep because it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, it, yeah. I wish I would have seen it sooner. Sure. Um, but it's a it's a I I really liked it. Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. For me, that movie is a lot like 2001. I love watching it. I just need to make time to like digest right. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Got to um, plan like a week ahead. Just well, to... you do, you do, yeah. you do, because it's like you can't like screw around on your phone or whatever, because then you miss it. Because like it's it's like it takes you in. It's it's a kind of like I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. I... So, um, what have I been playing? Okay, so the games I've been playing, I recently completed uh, Metroid on the original Nintendo. And wow, that was great, and I sort of reviewed it on Cheerful Ghost, but sort of, for me, like, once you sort of know where you're going, for me, you know, because I always play the game before, and the game does not hold your hand, it does not give a crap whether you know how to beat it, or if you're any good at it, or you know where to go, Mm because you don't when you start. You have to, like either have it memorized as a kid or map it out or have a map and so i had a map this time and that was great and once i sort of had that the game was really fun um plus it was really cool to sort of look at a map and then figure out where you're going and then look at the map again because again the games are really hard to sort of navigate um and it sort of felt really adventure just because i was doing that it's like i got my map you know and having a real map and it's cool i mean it really goes to show just how much modern games really do give you the dot to follow you know what i mean yeah, uh, and then you just sort of orient yourself the right direction, and if you're kind of not have a mental problem, you're gonna figure out where to go, you know. But like, I don't know, they did not hold your hand, and I think it's just early game design. You know, people were just figuring it out as you went. And Nintendo put out some interviews with the developers on that worked on the original Metro, and they're like, yeah, just making a game, making my first game. <laughs> so, and just how it turned out, the way that it did is so great. And then later, you know, and. Uh, Super Metroid when they added a map in game and then they you know added the ability to refill your life and then fill up your um, missiles it makes sense why they added that because I could you know because that was it's a pain in the ass to have to grind every time you load your guy for that you know so uh, and then so I beat that and that was really great and I uh, just started um, the next game which is Castlevania on the Nintendo uh, and wow is that game hard like I think oh, yeah. it's harder than Mega Man 2 um, and I think it's because you have to like there are a lot of enemies in the game and they're all really different and if you don't know how to approach some of them they will kill your ass or just take away (laughs) way too much health which ends up killing you you really have to be careful in that game and uh i just escaped a sewer level and now birds are dropping monkey dogs from the sky which i was like i don't even know how to do this like at first it was like oh this is a joke why are they dropping one monkey dog at a time and then they started dropping three and then i just got wrecked um, but wow, was Castlevania fun? And I think part of the game, part of the fun of that, is just getting wrecked, figuring it out, and then not getting wrecked, and then making it through. One sort of um, nice thing about Castlevania that some of the other Nintendo games uh, miss is infinite continues. I mean, they'll take you all the way back to the beginning of the le- of the stage, but at least you don't have to go back to the beginning of the game, or they don't like you know continue gate it like I think Battletoads did. So, wow, I'm just having a really great time with Castlevania, and so I'll just, like, load up the old NES Classic, and I'll play some Castlevania, and then I'll go back to Mega Man 2, because I'm still sort of just trying to, you know, beat the original robot stages with without dying once, and I did it one time, but, you know, I'm just sort of making my way through again, and I just want to say, like, the Nintendo Classic is so awesome, and I've only really been playing old Nintendo games, I've really been trying to focus on just playing those through, because I kind of want to play all of them. Uh, or at least enough to have something interesting to say about all of them. Maybe I won't play Ice Climber for 30 hours or whatever, you know, but um, I've just really, really enjoyed that a lot. And getting on to kind of what I've been watching, um, there's this uh, movie on Netflix called Hush. It's a movie about a um, deaf woman, 
in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> See wow. kind of north this is going. It's like a Halloween movie. And um, wow, is it really disturbing? There's a scene where the killer um, stabs this woman outside the deaf woman's house, and it's disgusting. It, but it doesn't even show. It's just the sound effects, and oh man, it's just so disturbing. I can't tell if I like it or not exactly, but it's got some really cool moments. It sort of reminds me of kind of some new modern uh, horror movies, I guess, like um, You're Next. I guess I would put it in the same category as that, and I Don't Want to Live on This Planet Anymore, which is on Netflix, too, and it's incredible. You need to watch it. Um, uh, Yeah, (laughs) which is a great movie on Netflix. Um, I just finished um, Alien Contamination, which is a sort of a canon films, uh, one of canon films movies, and it's, um, wow. Okay, so basically this movie came out the year after Alien, and it shows because it's a total Alien knockoff, except not good. Um, uh, the whole, like, idea is there's this, like, container ship sailing to the United States. Um, it, like, runs aground, and there are all these alien eggs on it, and then they explode, and then when the alien goo gets on you, you explode. Hmm. And so uh, one person didn't explode that saw it and then meets up with this lady cop and they go to try to find these people and it takes them to South America where they make coffee and alien eggs. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's bad, but hilariously bad. The alien sound when the egg like opens is like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> anyways, it's like, it's really, really disturbing. More disturbing than, than what I did there, which I really apologize to everyone who had to hear that. Um, no way. Anyways, I, I love your descriptions of all these kind of cheesy old movies you've been watching lately. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. Do, I did a you should do like a YouTube series on that. <laughs> Alien <laughs> Contaminant. You know, that's actually a really good idea. Uh, I love watching um, all kinds of movies, including bad ones. Alien Contamination, it's terrible, but awesome terrible. Uh, I think the only real negative I would say of the movies, it gets a little long. It should be a little shorter. Um, and I watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow, that was a complete joy to watch. Um, right. If you're yeah. even slightly into Marvel movies, holy s, like get out that popcorn tub because you're gonna have a fun time. And I would just say that's how I just would describe it. It's just a bag of fun. And you know, it's incredible to see Michael Keaton in a superhero movie again mm-hmm. as a bad guy. Yeah. He's like yeah. anti-Batman in this movie. It's so yeah. great because like Vulture and Bat, he was Batman in DC. As a good guy, and he's a vulture in a oh, spoiler alert, y'all. He's vulture, but like vulture in Spider-Man, and he's so good. Like his, his, he goes from zero to murderer really too quickly. I think that's probably my only complaint about the movie, but that's not a big one because Michael Keaton. Oh my goodness, he's so great. He was in like the new RoboCop. He was in The Founder, which you can watch on Netflix too, which is really fun. I'd recommend it. It's a really good one. But like, oh man, it's so much fun. And just the like little Marvel references, like where they have, like there's a scene where Peter Parker's in gym because he's in high school. Of course he needs to be in high school. And he's doing like, he's like in gym and there's like Captain America. He's like, hi, I'm Captain America. You need to worry about fitness and then Hannibal Buress who's an amazing comedian by the way as the gym teacher is like hey everybody I'm pretty sure he's a war criminal but whatever listen (laughs) Captain America because this is after Civil War where Captain America is a war hero I'm sorry a war criminal 
which is funny because it's so true and then and then and then later captain america's like hi i'm captain america and you're in detention it's good to follow the rules and they just make that joke and you wouldn't get it if you, you know, again civil war joke because he doesn't follow the rules you know it's very funny um and no one comments on it it just happens you know it just sort of floats there um yeah i don't know i mean i think this one movie is really good like another reason why i like spider-man homecoming was because he screws up a lot in it he's not like he's just not like up to a hundred percent spider-man he's not peak spider-man he falls over a lot it takes him a while to to get up to save people sometimes um he's barely making it and i think that's what makes this movie really good because he's not like perfection like thor or captain america you know where every one of their moves is timed perfectly you know what i mean Right. So, I don't yeah. know. It's just really fun. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys Well, another think. thing that I really liked about that is, you know, we've seen... This is, like, the third version of Spider-Man we've seen in the 2000s. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't retell the origin story. No. Except they kind of... No, his friend just said... Did because well, his, his friend friend's like, you got bit by a questions. spider? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, like, even yeah. somebody who'd never heard of Spider-Man before could watch this movie without an origin mm-hmm. story and know the yeah, origin right. story. It's, it was really well done. I'm glad they didn't add one because I don't yeah. think it needed it. Um, oh man, the way they ended it with Aunt May—I uh, don't—I don't, I don't want to spoil how they ended it, but it's so <laughs> great. And whew, you know, if you're yeah. looking for fun and just smile and I don't know, just having a good time, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, and finally, two other videos I've been watching of uh, been DF Retro series. He did one video on the Super Nintendo Classic breakdown and a video on Doom console ports. Both of those I posted a Cheerful Ghost, and both of them I want to plug because you need to watch them. DF Retro does amazing videos that are so detailed. It's like everything, the nerdiest stuff you want to know about the Super Nintendo Classic. And if you think, oh man, you know, I just it's I don't I don't care about a review. It's not a review of it. It's a breakdown of what it does, what it doesn't do very well, and how it's different than the original hardware to the nerdiest level. Um, and if you want to understand a little bit about that, you need to watch it. Also, is Doom console ports video he like rates them from the worst to the best and it's so interesting because he compares them he explains what source ports and where they all come from it's just they're so interesting he's becoming one of my most favorite youtubers to watch because of just how he tears down stuff and um i think he needs to drink a little bit more water when he's filming but beyond that (laughs) i love his videos and they're incredible they're no, I, absolutely incredible. I was uh, amazed by both of those videos. I'd never heard of him before, but his detail and his just the depth of knowledge is amazing. I know. You can tell this is like either it's like his job or he spends a lot of time on it. And his Doom console ports video is an hour long and it's just like all information is so dense. So, it's like a it's like a scene from The Phantom and it's just so dense. There's just so much there. <laughs> And um, I think that will conclude what we've been playing and what we've been watching. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. All right, everyone. So there's been a new Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer that just came out. Um, and I pretty much, and I'm pretty sure the internet exploded, and mm-hmm. I know my heart did. <laughs> script, what do you think? We're gonna we're gonna get everyone's thoughts on the new Last Jedi trailer. We're gonna start with you, script. What do you think? The new I... Star Wars, The Last Jedi trailer. 
Yeah, I liked it. Um, I I was a little worried because there was some like little snippet beforehand that I guess Ryan Ryan Johnson is that his name? The director. That is the director. Yeah, whatever. Um, <clears throat> there was some implication that it, like it would be too spoilery or something. Like if you want to go in absolutely clean, then don't watch the trailer. Or maybe right. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I mean, I guess there was a couple things in it that seemed. Um, to imply specific events that are going to happen that I would assume at this point, like, I don't know, can we just, we can just, we can talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah, we can. Give me a minute. So someone asked Ryan Johnson, because I'm subscribed to him on Twitter. Someone (laughs) asked him on Twitter, hey, I like to come into things unspoiled. I I just like to come into it fresh. But I I don't know, maybe I want to see the trailer because of the hype. Should Mm -hmm. I watch the trailer? And Ryan Johnson said, look, I get it. Um, if you want to come in fresh, come in fresh. But I like trailers. I think the trailer would be fine. And a lot of people interpreted that as Ryan Johnson says, don't watch the new trailer because of clickbait. Oh. Um, I, that's not how I took it. And then, you know, then the day of, like, the trailer, he's like, I don't I, Ignore everything I said. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we can talk about what's in the trailer. I mean, but, yeah, let, let's get everyone's... Yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Let's... just as far as the the thoughts on the trailer, I guess yeah, just as a yeah. general thought on the trailer, um, I I liked it. I the the most the most I'll just say this. The, we can talk about the rest of it in detail. But the most unfortunate thing about the trailers, all of them up to this point, is that they are the the introduction to Luke speaking in the the new Star Wars. You know trilogy like he didn't speak in the movie but i'll be damned if he's not speaking in these trailers a lot Um, yeah so it's like it's kind of a that's like the only bummer but how's that how's it a bummer i don't quite understand what you mean by that well because i mean if you're gonna hear luke talk for the first time in a star wars in star wars universe it should be on the big screen not i get it on your phone or you know what i mean it just kind of kills some of the if that was the case then why you know why keep him silent in the first movie but um but other than that interesting point i get that yeah other than that um i'm really looking forward to it like maybe even more so than before like thematically and like i because i want i wanted it to go dark like and but i didn't (laughs) i didn't really know (laughs) yeah it looks really dark yeah it does and i'm i'm excited for that yeah Yeah. wow travis yeah travis i am really excited about this now i mean i was already excited about it but the like like you said how dark it seems like it's going and a lot of the themes it looks like they're going to be tackling are really have me excited i do wonder how much of it is clever editing because i think the way the force awakens trailers went most people thought finn was going to be the new jedi and they totally turned that around so i'm kind of wondering you know that scene at the end where it looks like she's asking kylo for help if that's actually what's happening or if it's just two separate scenes they put together sure here are my thoughts on that travis really quick all right in the trailer you get the impression that snoke is talking to kylo he's probably talking to ray in the trailer you get the impression that kylo's probably going to shoot his mom he won't in the trailer you get the impression that kylo ren is reaching out to ray he's not (laughs) sure yeah so that's the thing like that's how i read it everything in the trailer they set you out to believe is not true maybe 
Yeah. I think mm-hmm. at some it's how point... how I read it. It's how I read it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, as far as how that will play out, that, it could be... But but, but but if they if if but think about one of them just one of them which I'm pretty sure 100 percent I'm right on this one if Kylo shoots and kills Leia that's the yeah. biggest effing spoiler in a trailer ever but she like, but she like, has there's to die. no way he's gonna kill her in the movie because if he does then they just spoiled it it's like it would like be putting it would be like putting um it would be like putting uh Han Solo falling off the you know in in the Force Awakens trailer and they just cut it and you're like wait really, what like there's no way that's that's how it's gonna roll. Well, I didn't even interpret that scene that way in the trailer. It looked like he was being you ordered. You didn't? No, it looked like he was uh, being ordered to do it. But the look on his yeah. face was like he was having total second thoughts. Very much. Didn't want to do it. Absolutely. So I don't. And, think then, that... and then you see a cut of him pushing the button. Well, and oh, okay. what he's saying over the top of it, talking yeah. about oh yeah, purging, Let it purging your yep. past. Yep. And in order to move forward, I mean. The the whole thing implied that he was gonna shoot his mom. Basically, finishing the job. Yep. Um, whether or not you he actually get what will, happened in the Force know. Awakens, it makes more sense. It's like, oh, he's gonna do it, and it's like, no, he won't. Like I just, that's how I read it. Like, there's just no way that they would spoil that. Maybe, but then, like, but you know, unless all, it's a reverse fake out. <laughs> sure. In all, in all sense, in all sensitivity to real life events, I mean. I would presume that they would have to deal with the fact that Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. So Disney has said they are not changing anything after she died in The Last Jedi. That's what they said, unless they're lying and it's a reverse fake out. That's what they said. Well, somebody, I don't remember if it was JJ or... They're dealing with it in 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 Episode 9, that's what they said. Yeah, somebody said that she was going to have a huge part in Episode 9. In Episode 9, right. So, right. Obviously, if they're not changing anything, she's not dying in this one. Well, so. they, they oh, yeah. might have, and they might be changing something, and then they're lying because they want to be a surprise. But yeah. I, again, mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're doing, really. But that's just what they've said, and they gotcha. haven't like clarified that. But if they well, clarified that... and said, "Oh, that's changing," we're actually going to kill. Like they would never say that, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. She actually dies uh, forty minutes in. Yeah, no, exactly. um, yeah. If, if that's Kylo. the case, then yeah, something. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. So yeah, maybe that's it's all interesting. All know. they said is they didn't change anything in the movie because Carrie Fisher died. Right. That doesn't mean they didn't do it later. I guess I don't know. Right. But I or their know. whole plan. Well, no, because if sure. she had, if they had plans for nine for her, then mm-hmm. oh yeah, bigger. Yeah. yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I just hope they don't go the CG route. Or yeah. if they do, they hire hire a better company to do it. I d- I think they said they're not doing CG for episode 9 for Carrie Fisher but they might I don't know who knows who knows yeah. hmm, hmm. Anyways, uh, Travis I cut into what you were saying what you want to finish up what you're saying no 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 I was going to bring up other other aspects of the trailer like um uh Luke just seeing him with holding his lightsaber and like obviously I oh, it, Ryan Johnson came out and said you know, for for whatever reason, somebody was actually questioning who, what the last Jedi meant, and and he pretty much clarified by saying it's Luke. Luke um, is the last Jedi. Right? Luke is the last exactly. Jedi. So, well, it's in the it's in the it's in the crawl and Force Awakens too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Luke yeah. Skywalker so, is the last Jedi. <laughs> so so, what do we think about the um, the the motivation of Luke now? Knowing as little 
as we did oh. right after episode uh, right. seven, and then hearing him talk about he's only seen this power once before and it didn't scare him then, it scares me now. Was he talking about Kylo? Was he talking about? I think he's talking his about Ray. I think he's talking about Ray, actually. And okay. and and the interest. So, firstly, Mark Hamill's acting in the trailer is blew my mind honestly because I, I I didn't know what to expect I love Mark Hamill his voice acting is incredible like if you listen to him at Star Wars Celebration or watch Batman the Animated Series or anything where he does voice acting it's amazing his voice acting is incredible like on Star Wars Celebration he did this line from the Joker from a recent like killing joke thing yeah. that he did and it and Francesca and I both saw it and we were blown away with his with just him just doing it on the stage just like reading it out he's incredible and he was in Kingsman uh, the first Kingsman yeah, movie oh right. I forgot about and, that he was great and he that. was he was great but it wasn't yeah. like it was just fine he was doing fine he was just a professor or whatever yeah and um so I wasn't really sure because I realized that the the last Jedi is going to hang on Mark Hamill in a lot of ways, right? He, yeah, he, you know, and just and he looks so upset <laughs> in this trailer, like he's not having a good time. Yeah, you know, and like he 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 like cordoned himself off, you know, the the that island because of you know like Kylo Ren and I don't know about Snoke and. Maybe Ray and Snoke have some connection in some way. Maybe he means Snoke. Maybe he means Ray and Snoke are connected in some way. I have no idea. I don't know. But I don't know. For some reason, he doesn't want to do what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, is he training Ray? Does he even want to? It doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why. Like, what brings him to do that? You know what I mean? It's like, this won't turn out the way that you think. And right. I mean, that's a direct parallel to freaking Return of the Jedi, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Which barely, like, Return of the Jedi, the ending of that movie, like, it could have happened, like, so many different ways in a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, you know, if it wasn't for his dad helping him, he'd gotten wrecked. So, I don't know, man. I, whew, I don't know. That's well, just kind of how I read then, that. I don't know. And then who is he, who is he talking to when he said that? Was he talking to Ray? Was he talking to I, I Kylo? Think it's, Was he talking I, to Leia? So, <laughs> I, my guess is, this is just a guess, is that something, and again, I know nothing about I just seen trailers. I don't know. Yeah. My guess is that Ray finds out something about herself, and Luke doesn't help her in the way that she wants, and she's going to go do something that she feels drawn to do, just like Luke. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to stop her, not stop her, but say something like Yoda, and mm-hmm. she goes anyway. I yeah, think it's. Possible. I don't think it's going to be exactly like Empire Strikes Back, but I think it's going to be in that way. Or, but I think he's going to come probably. You know, I imagine Luke's going to have a bigger, bigger presence than Yoda. Oh, and this is also just a guess, but I think Yoda's going to be in this next movie too. Just a guess, like Force Ghost mm. or something like that. I think Yoda's going to be in it. That'd be um, interesting, huh? That would yeah, be I'm cool just going to. Yeah, I think really they're cool. gonna. I think they're gonna bring Force Ghosts in this movie. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's gonna be Yoda. Just a guess. It's time for a Force Ghost. I'm pretty sure. So see yeah. That. Well, he had well, I heard a line in um, Episode Seven in that like vision that Ray had when she grabbed the lightsaber. There All was right. Yoda and Obi Wan had some lines in that. So right, there's precedent there for they, it. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see some Force Ghosts. One thing. 
I also think we're going to see in some ties, and these are just more. I, we, I really need to stop talking about Star Wars the whole time, but like, I think we're also going to see some tie-ins to the other movies. I think we're going to see a tie-in to Rogue One. I think we're going to see a tie-in in some way. I think we're going to see a tie-in, and maybe the Force Ghost is going to be Obi Wan, and and it well, might be Ewan McGregor. I'm just saying, like, I'm just throwing out stuff. I'm just throwing they, ideas out there because I think they confirm, that they're going to try to make this Marvel thing go. What? Go ahead. What? Didn't they confirm that Hayden Christensen is is going to be in it? No, they didn't confirm it, but there's a lot of rumor about it because he showed up at celebration really? last last time, and it was the first celebration he showed up to in like years. So there's really? some, you there's some rumor be... about it. Holy yeah. shit! I'll, I'd, I'd have to reread whatever I read. Oh my god, heard. that's a huge spoiler if you read that. Well, oh my no, god. I I just I just thought that he had. I had I had heard that he had signed on that he was going to appear as a Force Ghost. I didn't no know. No shit! I had no idea. Pure conjecture well something else to support that um dave filoni the guy who's in charge of all the animated stuff um was kind of upset with the edits of return of the jedi that brought hayden christensen in at the end until until lucas explained why and then apparently they're keeping that reason in for the new trilogy but he won't say what it is so if if that also lends some theory that they might be getting him in to play Force Ghost Anakin again. That would be really interesting. I think uh, it that would uh, actually make that would make that whole edit to Jedi much more palatable. Yeah, yeah. I, so what's he going to show up for Kylo? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. So like, this dude, is, what the hell oh are you God, doing? I don't want to keep. Spe- okay, this is more speculation too. Yeah, yeah Ray's going to be a bad is. guy, and Kylo's going to be a good guy. <laughs> There's been a lot We're of people like, predicting that since like the last movie yep. so I, yeah. I think, I think Kylo's it, gonna get redeemed in this movie or become damn close to it and Ray's gonna become like Snoke you, you and I are BFFs and and then Kylo's gonna be like I'm not gonna kill my mom go fuck yourself well I mean seriously because I mean technically I mean Kylo's not a I mean he is a Skywalker I mean, he's yeah, he's yep. half Skywalker, and we don't know anything about Skywalker Rage. Solo. However, they hyphenated their last name. Sure, <laughs> but I mean, as far as like this being a this trilogy being a Skywalker story, it's it's it would be more in line to follow Kylo's path than to specifically see Rey as the continuing hero or whatever. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting twist if yeah if Rey. I mean, she did show it though at the end of seven. She tapped into a lot of rage to to take him down, oh, yeah. and I believe I think we said this too, like or I said it after after the end of when we were reviewing after seven, um, that if the planet wasn't falling apart, I think she would have killed him. Like I think she would have finished it. I don't think that she would have held back. Hmm. Um, she was too juiced up on Force Mojo and like feeling that dark power. side rage <laughs> I mean, well yeah because she i mean she was beating the shit out of him yeah she was yeah. Um, I, I think oh. she would have finished him i don't know yeah so um I, yeah yeah that was that was a, one th- that was a one fun th- ending oh go ahead <laughs> one thing i wanted to go back to too what you were talking about how awesome uh hamill's acting was in the trailer oh, um incredible and just real quick the there was a moment in there when he he was looking at the camera. I can't remember what he said. I have to watch it again. But when he was looking at the camera, and it kind of it it made me feel. And you were talking about him in other movies and how he does a great mm-hmm. job and everything. Oh yeah. 
it made me feel like he was Luke Skywalker again. Like I yeah. saw Luke yes. in him the same yes. way that I saw Han Solo in yeah. Harrison Ford when he came back in Seven. Like you could, and right. that's a testament to their acting. I think it's not like, you know, it, it's just I just wanted to point that out. I, yeah. I just really like. I have never thought of Luke, of Mark Hamill as like a great actor, um, voice actor, yes, but like screen actor like and maybe that's what you were saying well, earlier. in the like, original trilogy i would say that his um his acting is good for the role mm-hmm. but sure. there are some moments that they don't come across for me like this as a little right. campy but only because i grew up on them but in, in, in if you're looking at them objectively maybe maybe are a little less Mm, cinematic I don't, I don't know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to wreck it but there's this point in Empire Strikes Back where he's like you know I'm your father and he's like no no you yeah. know what I mean and and I love that scene and it's so sure. serious for me but if you look at it in terms of just like straight up acting it's 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 good you know what I mean um yeah 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 and he definitely got the whiny farm boy right in oh New yeah Pope for, sure. Right. for sure oh yeah he did yeah <laughs> and his in his transition to like a a Jedi Master in, in you know, Return of the Jedi was was pretty cool. It was cool to see that. I guess I think Return of the Jedi was the height of the act. It was Mark Hamill's acting in Star Wars for sure. Right. Yeah, I just really loved that. After all these years, he like he's still he's still Luke Skywalker. Like it, yeah. it just yep. he can still pull that out. I I don't know. I think more. I think I think he, I think if I'm watching the trailer and I'm thinking about what you just mentioned about him being Luke Skywalker, he seems more Luke Skywalker than Han did in The Force Awakens because there's something about mm. older Mar- uh, Harrison Ford acting mm-hmm. than the newer Harrison Ford acting, mm-hmm. and I, I and I think it's just his approach to acting as an as an older statesman, an elder statesman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good, but it's not. But maybe. Maybe it would be how Han would be when he's older. I don't know, man. We're just talking about Star Wars forever. But um, it's good. It's a good performance. But I don't know. It was good. All right. So um, I think that'll wrap up our hour-long discussion of Star Wars (laughs) The Last Jedi Trailer 2. Okay, everybody. So... Uh, recently in gaming news, um, there's been a lot of discussion about loot boxes. So recently, there's been a lot of talk about this because it seems like every new AAA game has been getting them. Players noted that Middle Earth Shadow of War added loot boxes, but many didn't like it as Shadow of War is a single player game and loot boxes seem out of place in a single player game. Forza 7, another single player game, added them as well as the new Star Wars Battlefront 2 making loot boxes the only way to upgrade your characters in Star Wars Battlefront 2, kind of making it pay to win. So I get why companies are doing this. DLC really isn't the cash cow it once was, and a $60 price tag really doesn't go where it used to. Um, Especially now that Cheerios is way more expensive than it used to be. So big box developers seem to want a steady cash stream, which I get. I'm just kind of wondering, like, if it makes sense to add loot boxes to a single-player game or every game. And I'm curious what we all think of that. Travis, loot box explosion. Let's unpack this and randomize <laughs> our answers. Go ahead, Travis. Loot boxes, what do you think? 
I uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a very murky situation. I think they're okay if they're cosmetic only. And like if it becomes a pay-to-win thing, that kind of only works in a free-to-play model. If you've already paid sixty bucks for a game, but it's a multiplayer-heavy game, and you've got to keep buying these things to really compete, it's it's kind of a problem. Um, I, I'm okay with some of them. Uh, like, what's a game I played recently? I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh, the new newest Tomb Raider game has loot boxes in it, but it's very it's nothing that you can't get in the game already. Like, you will occasionally, like, drop a card and you turn the card in and you get, like, you know, some credits or some things to build new components with, but it's all stuff that you can collect normally as well. And I don't really see a huge problem with that. It seems like it's kind of shoehorned in. It doesn't really feel like it works there, but it's less of a problem. Um, And if it's something that you're getting with in-game currency. Like, if you've got enough gold to waste and you want to go gamble on something, that's fine. But when you start paying real money for it, it's... it's it's kind of shitty. Yep. Screw it. Can't. I agree 100%. Um, the, uh... What they... What they should do is, um... I don't know. This has been an issue for a long time. I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm glad that it's being, the attention is being paid to it now by reviewers and whatnot. Um, but this has been a, an escalating situation for, for years, um, especially in the MMO landscape. Um, one of the things that um, that Blizzard does, which I like, is. Um, <clears throat> they have a storefront, so you can pay real money for in-game items, but you know exactly what you're getting. It's not it's not randomized in a in a loot crate. Um, the aside from paying for something extra in in a microtransaction to bring something into the game that wasn't in the game already, or maybe is in the game, but you it would take you three months of grinding to get it. Um, is the fact that with these loot boxes, it's all random. It's it's completely random, um, and that just uh, it kills it. And and I think that they, I mean, I, this is I guess speculation, but I'd I'd have to assume that they know what they're doing. The developers know what they're doing. That that they attach animations and sounds and and patterns to opening loot boxes um, that are very similar to. Um, Playing slots in Vegas. Oh yeah. Or, or I mean, it, it's 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 gambling. I mean, you are literally gambling. You're paying real money to open a crate, and you don't know what you're gonna get. And um, the thing that you want is probably um, a very uh, large odds against you actually getting it. Um, it's uh, it's really lame. It's lame because it. It used to be something cool. I mean, don't you see these as just like bastardizations of like treasure chests and RPG games? I mean, that was like yeah, essentially. Yeah, I mean, grinding for grinding in areas, finding treasure chests, hoping to get something cool inside. I mean, that was that used to be such a cool feeling. Um, 
and now it's reduced to a a a, a separate outside of game experience that is tied to real world real world money um and it's just i don't know it's it's sad it's sad i will admit though that i'm a sucker for it <laughs> and i admit to being sad because of it i they rocket league of all things has loot crates and everything inside is purely cosmetic um and so you you buy keys similar to the way you buy keys for uh um counter strike or uh, uh team fortress 2 and you get some random aesthetic cosmetic item inside that does absolutely absolutely nothing for gameplay um but you know it's just part of a thing but it it's it's addicting it's addicting because it's it's like, oh, this thing's spinning around. Where's it going to land? Am I going to get the cool thing? Of course not. Of course yeah. I'm not. It's roulette, basically. Yeah. Right. I I get why players are upset now, because it seems like every new single-player game that's coming out, the big title, is getting loot boxes uh, where they didn't before. And I think that's kind of where the new rage is coming, and that's kind of why people are talking about this again. So, firstly, I sort of want to say, like, I, I want to start off by talking about when I think loot boxes are appropriate or fine or just fine for the game. And it kind of became obvious to me when I bought, and I've talked about this before, I believe it was on the Cheerful Ghost Roundtable though, but um, where I mentioned that Mojang, after Minecraft, they released Scrolls. And Scrolls was my first experience with a digital card game. And I bought it for like 30 bucks or something like that. And I was like, cool. Um, it's a digital card game. I'd never even thought about playing one of those before. This is way before. This is before Hearthstone, I believe. Pretty pretty, pretty well before that. And I got it. And I was like, cool. I'm really into this because I like, you know, Mojang. I like, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I figured, oh, you know, I bought the game for 30 bucks. I'm going to get all the cards that way. You know, because Mojang's not evil, right? Why would, you know. And I didn't even look into it. I just assumed that I bought a game for 30 bucks. And then I installed the game, and I'm like, okay, cool, pick your starting deck. And I'm like, okay, I'll pick this one. And it's like, great, uh, you want to open packs? They're a dollar. I'm like, what? I bought this game for 30 bucks. You want me to buy all the... You mean how many cards do I have to get and I have to grind for gold? Go fuck yourself. I was so angry, I stopped playing the game. And it's not that I don't have a problem with digital card games. I played Hearthstone for for freaking every day of my life for blah 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 because i figured out for me where i think the right loot box scenario is and it's not loot box it's like a loot box or a card pack or whatever anything that you open in a game that's digital that gives you a random chance to get stuff and really hard to get the good stuff and really easy to get the stuff that doesn't matter right and it's if the game's free to play if the game's free to play you can loot box pack all you want and as long as you can and most free to play games allow you to grind a fair amount to open the stuff and i don't have a problem playing the game that's free and opening packs or opening loot boxes because you can open a fair amount of clip as long as you play and with hearthstone i played every day for blah 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 and then when the new expansion came out i had 70 packs to open and that's more packs than people that didn't play and paid the 50 dollars for their 50 packs and i had enough to be good and it was fine. I had no problem with that. I thought it was fine. Until it came to the point where I sort of just wanted to do something different. Hmm. So, again, if it's like a free-to-play game. But I have a really, really big problem buying a game 
And then they're like, yeah, to get all this stuff, you got to buy it. I'm just like, I just, yeah. I hate, I hate it. I, yeah. I really hate that. Yeah. Um, I would rather it to be either or. Because, again, $60 plus loot boxes for cosmetics in Shadow of War. Right. And that's on top of a the season The $90 pass. price tag. I know. Right. I just, it's ridiculous. I, uh, that I, bothers it, me a lot. Yeah, sure, yeah. It's 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 atrocious i think that a a solution might be uh but i don't know i think it may be too far gone but read game reviews before you buy them to know what you're getting into i think that's what it is and if that kind of situation annoys you you shouldn't buy those games yeah yeah um if if that is available i think uh we were talking about was it open critic is that yeah, an open the, crit- yeah, Open Critic is changing its review policy to add um, if they have loot crates, boxes, right. and at what point they're doing it. And they basically came out mostly against loot crates and saying, we're going to make it really obvious, you yeah. know, if this is a thing in the game. Yeah. Right. I, um, I, would, I would even maybe go so far as... I mean, that, that'll help. I think that'll help. I think the, the point being that uh, AAA games... Or any games that support this type of, of, you know, infrastructure that they just don't get supported. Like Destiny started doing this at the end of its life in the first game, and I, and I've heard that the the second Destiny game does it even to to greater effect. Um, and and there's no there's no reason for it. It's 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 explicitly to make more money there is no other reason to incorporate this kind yeah. of thing into a game well Definitely. it is to continue funding i mean i just keep people getting paid and, and so i okay, want i want hold, hold on a sec i want to refine right. my point a little bit because i think it was a little bit too broad i had a problem with scrolls because i bought a game that was a card game for 30 bucks and to get all the cards i had to grind for gold or pay money right and mm-hmm. so what my original thought again and i did almost no research on this was that i'd buy the game and i could just get all the cards and play with everyone else that was my assumption i was wrong and so i needed to read a review before i bought that game right so i don't have a problem with a single player game adding stuff that's like a cosmetic that i don't care about right i don't like that's fine but mm-hmm. if it's if it's something i need to roll on to make the game to play the game that's not just cosmetic that's where i have a problem right in the case of scrolls mm-hmm. it's like you can't get 70 percent of the cards if you don't buy them or grind and i'm like forget it that's not what i signed up for so mm-hmm. i so that that's kind of what i mean i guess and as far as i'm concerned csgo should be free right because of the skins and loot boxes and stuff like that and all that kind of thing so mm-hmm. i just kind of wanted to refine that point it's not yeah it's not that like dumb loot boxes that don't matter like i i I don't know anything about destiny maybe those loot boxes had like you can't get certain you know items without them i don't know but anyways what were you saying yeah i mean well destiny does have there are certain certain items that are locked behind a paywall um Mm. and and so but again like they're mostly they're mostly um mostly cosmetic i think i i don't know about destiny 2 destiny 1 they were I think uh, largely cosmetic. Um, there were some things that were, um, like there were were uh, a few weapons or weapon upgrades that were that you could acquire with real world money. Because grinding for it, it just took a while. But um, right. But uh, or like like Rocket League gives you the option to actually hide your crates so you don't even see them. So even if you get them, you don't 
you don't get notifications, you don't see that you even have crates. So that's that's a nice option too that you can just completely turn it off. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I think I'm in total agreement with you about yeah when we need to. I just I wish I th- I think that if game budgets are going to be this big and like I said yeah. this is what I was getting at when I said I think we're a little too far gone um, <laughs> but if game budgets are going to yeah. be this big and it requires them to have these kinds of practice practices to uh, to fund them then we should scale back game production I totally I was going to say the same thing like I am okay with smaller games I yeah. really am I really am or games that are all free to play or single player a smaller experience like Starbound right. or something or like Stardew or, Valley or something Warf- like that. or Warframe look at what yeah. Warframe is doing yeah. it's a right. it's a huge game free, right. completely free to play you can buy stuff if you want to but yeah yep. um yeah yeah one or the other but not both Travis yeah. you got the last word on loot crates what do you got man <laughs> yeah i think that if it's just cosmetic okay that's fine um i, I one other thing that i'll add is Guild Wars 2 kind of does a similar kind of thing with these Black Lion chests that you can get. You have to pay for the keys to open them. The stuff in them is minor, very minor boosts. But with Guild Wars 2, you've got, you know, you're not paying a monthly fee for it. They're supporting the monthly upkeep with that. So I think that's Mm -hmm. more okay as long as it's not another pay-to-win situation. Yeah, and Guild Wars yeah. 2, the base game now, is free. So that's yeah. kind of nice about that. You have to buy the expansions. But yeah, I think that we all kind of think that the loot crate, we get why developers are doing it. You know, it's good to pay, you know, keep people employed. And I certainly respect that very much. But when it sort of encroaches on single player stuff where they just have this content available in the game and you pay wallet, that's not fun. It's just not. If I feel, I don't know, it, it feels bad. Yeah. as a gamer i think so cool all right everyone um thanks for checking out this episode of cheerful ghost radio and um script where can people find more of you online oh geez uh instagram john ingles art i'm i do art so look at my art john ingles art on instagram awesome travis where can people find more of you online you can catch me at cheerfulghost.com slash travis or on most of the social things at not travis newman <laughs> awesome and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Dodson or CheerfulGhost.com slash Jay Dodson. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening. <laughs>